Yes, I would like to share something with you. What the Lord has shared with me during a time where I felt well, I was actually overwhelmed with feeling lonely and um, just lonely, just very, very overwhelmed and in a depressed state. I'm getting to seek the Lord concerning that matter you know how you go it's like oh almost in tears moment but anyways about with loneliness and the Lord gave me and often sometimes that you know I go to the Lord in prayer and sometimes he have revealed things to me in writing and he gave me this passage called I call it the alien it's very interesting because I don't know how many times I know many times if I've in my life, I felt alienated from my family, from friends, um, and just different situations. All my life, I could testify that I never felt like I felt fit in. Even before I, uh, you know, fully gave my life to the Lord, I remember as a child, you know, playing alone many times and going to school with, and. Um, going to private school and trying to fit in and always feeling like I don't belong almost like that outcast so believe me I had my bounce of depression and loneliness but um, a few years ago the Lord gave me this um, what I wrote this it's called the alien it comes out like a poet a poem this is me the alien rejected by friends and family outcast by the world never fit into your club your group or church can't be contained to your box can't be sheltered in your home i don't look like you i don't have what you have so i questioned the lord about this and he spoke you are not of this world yes that is exactly how god responded during to me during a time of crying out to him for comfort and asking what is going on why I feel this way why I've always felt this way and he reminded me of his word and he spoke these words to me he said you are not of this world and I think that's something as believers I'm talking to believers now (laughs) we need that reminder and I needed that reminder you're not of this world and sometimes we try so hard as believers to fit in when God has called us to be separate. So how many times God has called us? He's even said in his word, you are to be holy as I am holy, even holy in your own conduct. And that would require you to be separated from some things. And it makes us very uncomfortable. No, you're not going to be getting along with everybody in this world if you're separated to God. And the closer and closer you get to the Lord, you're going to be a protector of His holiness. And it's going to cause you to want to be separate from things and separate. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I don't, you know, I don't participate in drinking alcohol or wine. This relationship and this growth with the Lord has caused that separation. And, um, but it's, but it's, this, this birth, this intimacy with the Lord. It's like no other, but I love that because during the times of loneliness, he provides that comfort. But he spoke this word to me and he constantly reminded me, you are not of this world. And it's almost like he said, you're not going to fit in. You're No matter how you try, you're not going to fit in, especially the closer and closer you get to me. 
And yes, that's going to make you uncomfortable, Raven, but you're not of this world. And I want to remind you, someone needs to hear that on the sound of my voice. You're not of this world. Okay? And so another a couple other scripture passages he gave me. He said, now, therefore, you are no longer a stranger, foreigner, but of fellow, fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. That's a quote from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19. Now, referring to you're not of this world, you know, Jesus quoted this. Speaking to his disciples, it can be found, every scripture reference can be found in John, the Gospel of John 15, 19. The very same words he spoke to them. Interesting. We can do as the disciples, saying to us, we're not of this world. We need that reminder during this time. Another scripture reference in Colossians chapter 1, verse 8 verses 8 through 10 it says you are complete in me and that's i love that how the lord reminds me it's like everything everything you need i have you are complete in me i'm the one that makes you complete not your husband not your friend parents i am the one that make you complete um says the lord it's time for you I love that. It's time for you to walk in freedom for what people perceive you to be and expectations of man. These are the words that God spoke to me. He reminded me, he said, Raven, you're you're you are complete in me. It's a reminder. I'm the one to make you complete. And he told me, he said, It's time for you, I'm gonna repeat it again, to walk in freedom for what people perceive you to be and the expectations of man boy is that freedom huh? that is freedom 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 to be found in the lord i love it when you go to the lord and no matter what you're going through he provides he provides that way of escape he provides that comfort another scripture passage which is my favorite the holy spirit usually reminds me of is found in second corinthians it's paul speaking here 2 Corinthians chapter 1. It says, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our tribulations that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble. How often that we go through something in, in our life or in our past and we and through life we come encounter with someone who went exactly or similar had a similar experience and the lord speaks to you now you share like for example for me i lost my father uh, my stepfather at a young age and usually the lord will tell me okay now it's time to share that with someone that has lost their their parent now it's time to share your experience how i brought you comfort and how i brought and i revealed to you and I'm your everlasting father. During the, your time of loss, the greatest loss, and it was to me. It was the greatest loss I ever endured when I lost my stepfather. Because you got to understand, during that time, he was a great man in my eyes. I lost him as a child, you know, 12 or 13 years old. And to me, he was that perfect man of strength. He took me out. He took care of me, you know, took care of my family. You know, he was a provider, a good, loving dad, protector. I saw him as a protector mode. He did everything we asked. <laughs> he did. He was just a, the greatest father in the world to me. 
And no, he wasn't perfect. Like, no man is perfect, but he passed away. And I remember a time he will tell me, you know, Raven, I will never, ever leave you. And he did. So that left me in a, ooh, boy, I guess you could say despair. <laughs> I mean, rough time. I mean, you believe, I know we always say that to our children, you know, I'll never leave you. I, but I took his words to heart. But during that time, during my time of grief, you know who spoke words of comfort to me? It was God. He said, I will be your everlasting father. So when I see these passages that refer to father, I'm like, here we go again. It's my everlasting father. So lo and behold, God became comfort to me. He provided that comfort to me during that time of grief of my stepdad. And you know what? He showed up as Abba father. And matter of fact, he said, I will be your everlasting father. And I will never, ever leave you or forsake you. And he's been so faithful. He's been so faithful through it all. He's to this day, he's still a loving father. I, I prefer to him and I cry out to him, Abba. <laughs> and I'm his daughter. But I love the scripture passage. He said, he, he who comforts us in our tribulation that we may be able to comfort those who are in trouble with the comfort for which ourselves are comforted by God. So the things we go through <laughs> God provides that comfort and then he turns around and says you could now you provide the same comfort what I gave you you turn around and give and that's just like God he blesses us he blesses us to be a blessing he provides comfort to us to, pro- to provide comfort to others isn't that amazing verse 5 for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us so our consolation also bounds through Christ now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation. Isn't that something? Sometimes we go through things, you know, almost wonder. It's like, why am I going through this? And then you come in contact with somebody. like, wow. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit give you exactly the words. And all of a sudden you have your moves with compassion. Now, don't get me wrong. Just because you went through some something and you come in contact with someone, you're like, I never endured, you know, lose my father. Doesn't mean you can't be that witness. I'm telling you, if you have the God of comfort with you, then he'll, here's the deal. It's not you. It's him that's providing that comfort through you. So be willing to be a yielded vessel. I love this. Let's go back to the scripture. It says, for, it, uh, for I'm going to go back to verse 5. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. Now, if we are afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation which is effective for enduring the same sufferings for which we also suffer. And if we are comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope for you is steadfast, because we know that as you are partakers of the sufferings, you also will be partakers of his consolation. Telling you, whatever you're going through, you could, whatever you're suffering from, or the depression or loneliness, God, the way is looking to father of lord jesus christ god of all comfort it really doesn't matter what you're suffering let's look at verse eight it says for we do not want you to be ignorant brethren of our troubles this is talking about paul but you came to us in asia that we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even our lives you ever read how 
it's another scripture passage that Paul talks about so many things he went through, perils, you know, hard times, perils with the brethren. It means hard times with his brother and the countryman. He was shipwrecked, you know, he was hungry, you know, went through all types of things. But this, he said, so that we even despaired even our life. Yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, reading verse 9. But that we should not trust. It said, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead, who delivered us from such so a great death and does deliver us. In whom we trust, he will still deliver us. Do you hear that language? Is past, present, and future deliverance. Who delivered us from such a great death, delivered, that's past, does deliver, that's present, and whom we trust, he will still deliver us. I love that. And that, that right there gives me such comfort. Those are words of comfort. During these times where I feel weak or lonely, that I have a God of all comfort who in the past, like just how I lost my father, he provided that comfort for me then. He provided and many other times where I, I felt bouts of loneliness and despair or whatever. He provided that comfort then. And to this day, he provides that comfort. He still, and I love the language here. He delivered, he delivers, and he still <laughs> delivered i love the language you know like i said our god he is the same yesterday today forever more yet today yesterday and forever more he doesn't change he is god of comfort and that's something that's talk about a sailor moment that's something we need to meditate my god is the god of comfort no matter what i'm going through no matter what you're facing okay Another thing the Lord was sharing with me, he said, he said, take fear out of the equation. So never be afraid to go to God, even in your time of loneliness or whatever. He said, take fear out of the equation. I've never gave you the spirit of fear. Fear not. Fear not. So whatever you're facing right now. God has not given you the spirit of fear. Only thing we are to fear is him. Where in the Bible where it says we are to fear anything, circumstance, man, actually tells us the fear of man is a snare of your life, snare in your life, according to Proverbs. So that's the wonder why every counter with the Lord, you know, from Joshua, Moses, He's always telling them, fear not. Okay? He says, so take fear out of the equation. I never gave you the spirit of fear. Which he says that in the scripture. He said, I I don't give you the spirit of fear. I give you power. He gives you the ability to stand. Love. You know where love comes from? Remember, he's love. God is love. I don't give you the spirit. I have not given you the spirit of fear. He said, fear not. So take it out of your mouth. No matter what you're going through, suffering, whatever. God is a God of comfort. I love the scripture passage when he was speaking to Mary. He said to her, and she, she was a young, she was not an adult during that time when the angel came to her. 
angel came to her, the messenger came to her, God sent the angel to her to speak to her. And he said to her, he said, first words that came out of his mouth, don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. <laughs> favor with God. And then he began to tell, tell her, you're going to be pregnant with with um, Jesus, the Lord, Savior, Messiah. She said, how can these things be? He said, the Holy Spirit will power you and overshadow you. But the first thing he told her, do not be afraid. I want to say the same thing to you. Don't be afraid. That's his word saying to us. No matter what we're facing, you don't fear. You don't fear. I have a question here. What does favor look like? You know, times of Lord was speaking to me today. You know, favor, mercy. He said, what does favor look like, Raven? What does it look like to you? And then he began to, you know, I was thinking like, Lord, you know, asking like, why do I feel like my family is so lonely and separated during this time? He said, for I have separated your family for such a time as this. He said, this is what favor looks like, Raven. When your son is battling anxiety, guess what he begins to do? He begins to sing praises to me. During these times of loneliness, he's singing praises, and I gave him a new song in his heart, and he began to sing praises to me. That's what happens. A song is birthed in his heart to me. This is what the Lord saying concerning one of my teenagers, because beginning, he's beginning to sing songs unto the Lord out of his heart out of his bout during these times. He said, what does favor look like, Raven? How about your daughter? How about your daughter... You know, going to her her friends and and her her time in her gym. She's spending time. She's bringing Bibles and reminding them, encouraging them in the Word. Okay, he said, "This is what I'm doing. I'm birthing intimacy. I'm, I'm birthing relationship, an intimate relationship between not only you but your children, your seed during this times." Of separation, he said. What does favor look like? How about your husband? He was able to write, write a book. I inspired him to write a book during this time. And ministry, ministry was birthed during this time. I gave him a love to minister to other people during this time. Raven, he said. What does favor look like? What am I? What am I doing with your son? I've given him. You want to say in the last few weeks, my son, one of my teenagers, been having dreams of the Lord coming back and gathering us in. And recently, he told me how we were in the house, in the living room, and how he knew it was the power of the Holy Spirit because it was almost like wind had came in that house. But he said, "Mom." All the doors, none of the windows were open. Everything was shut. He says, so I know it was the power of the Holy Spirit that came upon us. And we begin to worship. And he reminds me, Raven. Raven. Choose to be chosen by surrendering. Choose to be chosen by surrendering. Because this is what holiness to me looks like. I've separated you guys for a time as such as this. For my use to minister unto me, says the Lord. And I know those words are going <laughs> to... Those words are speaking to someone. Because you're probably wondering too, why am I feeling so lonely? 
And I'm telling you, Spirit of God saying, don't fear. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Choose to be chosen by surrendering during this time. Know that you serve a God who's in control. He's the God of all comfort. Like Psalm 46 verse 10 says, be still. This is what the Lord is saying in this day and hour. He said, be still and know that I am God. And I will be exalted among the heathen. That's why I said, don't be afraid. I know it seemed like the world is chaotic and turned upside down. But know who's in control. Because even during this time, he's going to provide you comfort. He's going to use you, choose to be chosen. And also, he's saying, I am God. I'm the one in control. I will be exalted even among them. <laughs> he said, I will be exalted among the heathen. I know we're always praying that, like, be exalted in my. But you know what he's saying? He's going to show himself mighty and he will be exalted even among those that don't even know him. So you know our God is going to, he's mighty to save. <laughs> he said, I will be exalted in, in the earth. That, isn't that what we want? We want him to be exalted. We want his favor, his hand upon us and us. Lord Jesus, let your will be done on earth. Our earthen vessels. Yes, be exalted. Have your way in us. And yes, we surrender to you. We surrender to you, God. And we're so thankful that you're a God of all comfort during this time. That you don't leave us lonely. You said you would not leave us as orphans, Lord God, but you would come in and be a father unto us, and you would be and teach, be our teacher. In Jesus' name, we're so thankful for you, Lord. Know that God is in control. So be still and know that He is God.